Welcome to the Buzzed in Baltimore podcast. I am your host, Jess Mayhew. I cover nightlife and spirits for Baltimore Magazine, and this podcast is an extension of that coverage. We talk about bars, drinks, and the people that bring them to you. We are we are here at Monument City Brewing, and it is a warm September day. It's not usually this warm in September. It's like 87 degrees, but... Um, we're here with Matt and Ken Prey, who are two of my favorite Baltimore brewers in town, and it's just been so happy. It's been so cool to see you guys open this brewery. It, when's the one year? I was going to actually ask you about that. Uh, I guess it's technically March okay. of next year. So March was our soft open. Our official launch of this space was April. It's kind of weird, though, because we've been in market since November of 14, but mm-hmm. I think we'll celebrate kind of when we open this this space. This so it would yeah. be April of, of eighteen. It's like yeah. when you have a like girlfriend and you have an anniversary and then you get married and you have a different anniversary. Yes. Oh, unlike unlike my wife who actually we now we have to remember all you of them. You celebrate all of yeah. them. Um, so just briefly if you want to talk about how you guys started. I know you started in, in Peabody Heights, um, before this and just the inspiration back behind Monument. I'm I know You've talked about this a bunch, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I fell in love with craft beer, like, basically when I got out of college and could afford to buy good beer. Um, but when I moved up here about 18 years ago, actually at Brewer's Art, had their beer, fell in love, and it was actually the first time I've ever had kind of local, what I'd call quality craft beer, and just kind of fell in love with it. A few years after that, started brewing, got Matt involved before technically he was legally able to drink um (laughs) and you know we really just started you know monument city as an idea we started writing the business plan 2011 and 12 while matt was uh overseas so we would skype late late at night um interrupted by some bomb shelter calls for matt but uh and it started just as an exercise like something we always wanted to do kind of have our own business you know we loved beer but we weren't you know at the time when we started writing it it wasn't really hey we're going to do this but after a few months we ended up with this massive document we had called a bunch of vendors to get quotes and it was really you know turned out to be something um and matt came home um in between uh in between kind of deployments um yeah i think we in between on one of my rotations, I had two weeks off. I think we met with a bank and showed them the business plan and met with a couple people, tasted beers, just kind of as a side project yeah. for fun at the time to see if it was something that was actually viable. Yeah. yeah. And wasn't there some kind of famous hike that you guys took? Yeah. That- so it's actually, after we got all that feedback, we we, we haven't been able to do it, although <laughs> we, we want to bring the, the entire Monument team on a hike. But Matt and I usually would spend anywhere from seven to ten days um, on the AT. So we'd pick a couple hundred miles, uh, and we would do that over a period of time. We would do that every year. Um, and so we were on that hike, and Matt and I were talking about it, and he was about to go back uh Overseas for about a year, right? Yeah, so I had the option um, for a contract in Afghanistan for basically 12 months on, two weeks off, 12 yeah. months on. 
And this was something the family was really none too excited about because it was at the time where they were starting to pull out. Right, right. So it was a little dangerous. And so we looked at each other and said, you know, it's kind of now or never. And yeah. we decided at that point it was now. And Matt told me he wasn't going and moved up here. And seems, yeah, we started it. Seems yeah. like you made the right decision. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although at two o'clock this morning, you may not. Have no. <laughs> He's like, ah, some some late nights. I'm not so sure. Um, and so, what what was the decision to go into Peabody Heights, um, which is you know a co-op brewery here in Baltimore that is a lot of starting points for a lot of breweries. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't our original plan. Yeah. Um, but when it, we found it difficult to secure the money, and we clearly mm -hmm. didn't have all the money ourselves. <laughs> um, it was the best option for us. Um, and, you know, there's definitely pros, definitely cons. Um, I think the benefit, at least for us, was, you know, and I don't, they may not have liked it too much, but Matt spent a lot of time with Ernie, who is a phenomenal guy, 36 years brewing experience. He's, he's a fantastic brewer and really brewed with him side by side. It really helped us take it from brewing 15 gallons at a time brewing 2,000 gallons at a time yeah just that knowledge from someone who's been in production brewing for so long right. how to scale recipes how to manage a production facility of this size yeah um, yeah it was I mean invaluable it was and it, and it also gave us a chance to really see if we had anything because I think a lot of people think um, their beer is good mm -hmm. but yeah. it doesn't testing testing the market yeah, so it was, it was really kind of a way to market test so and that's stuff you can't, you're not going to be able to read that in any that, textbook or YouTube video or whatever. That's right. And yeah. so we took our money and we said, okay, you know, if we have something fantastic, we'll take the next step. If we don't, then you know, we tried. Yeah. Um, and the reception was, was awesome. I mean, we were quite shocked and, you know, really happy that the support that the city gave us. Um, they enjoyed the beer. Um, we only had two beers at the time, which yeah. is you know, also kind of one of the negatives and, you know, a bit of a challenge. But, you know, within six months of contract brewing, we we felt comfortable taking the next step. So we were able to save a little bit of money, um, obviously, you know, took out a little bit of debt um, yeah. as well. And uh, at that point, we had a, a product we could actually bring and show. Yeah. Before, it was just kind of an idea we had on paper. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I know, um, speaking of products, you guys have poured out um, your brown lager, the, the last cup. Um, so because we're about to, despite the weather, because we're about to be in uh, fall, we sort of are going to be drinking some of your fall beers and also a yeah. new release. Um, so before we talk about kind of moving into Highland Town and, and mm -hmm. testing that market, yeah. can you talk a little bit about the the beer that we're about to try? Yeah, so this is actually our American brown lager. It's actually kind of a fun variation of our American brown ale, brewed with uh, German lager yeast, um, kind of a blend of Pilsner, caramel, chocolate malts, um, actually balanced with a little bit of Cascade, um, but it's really nice, clean, easy yeah. drinking, crisp, but has really complex roasted caramel flavors in the background. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a super easy drinking beer, four and a half percent. I mean, we love um, brown beers. Uh, yeah. uh, they're not, you know, I, I say this a lot, they're not the sexiest of, of beers, but there's a lot of really good, you know, brown beers out there. I mean, 
Union has two phenomenal mm-hmm. ones. Um, you know, you know, Brewers Art obviously has some some great ones. Oliver's has a good brown ale. You know, Key has a nice porter. But it, it's so for us, it was a nice something kind of for the season. Um, it's not fancy. Um, no, but I feel like your beers always have they're really well balanced and they always have this this mouthfeel like that's really great. I don't know. There's a lot of beers out there that can feel almost thin when you drink them, yeah. and um, I've ne- I feel your beers have always been they're just really really satisfying. No, um, we appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is delicious, and I know brown beers is this, that was one of your your first two was the brown ale. And second, the, second beer was American brown ale. Yeah. And then, but Fifty One Rye was your first beer that everyone absolutely fell in love with. They think I think they're still in love with it. Um, yeah, we hope. I mean, we yeah. it it's it's by far you know from a volume perspective, it's fifty six percent of the volume that we move out of here. Yep. Um, yeah, it's I've, I've been really uh, I think Matt and I've been quite humbled by the feedback we get we get on it. I mean, we like the beer. Um, and it's always satisfying uh, to hear other people say they like it. So it's, you know, Matt and I, uh, we're still, you know, like I said, we still get uh, a little, little shy talking about it, maybe because we're maybe surprised by the yeah, feedback. Yeah, still but pinching yourself a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been great. And like I said, uh, you know, knowing that you know we're in a, a city that's, you know, you know if you're doing well or if you're not doing well. Um, yeah, it's it, small enough. Yeah, yeah. and they and let the, you know, which I like. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather that. <laughs> no, I think that's that's actually a really good point. It's, it is pretty honest around it's here. A, it's an honest city, and also it's a beer community, not just Baltimore, but you know, in the state as a whole, but Baltimore specifically that has some really fantastic beer. So yeah, um, and it's interesting because like Maryland has a relationship with rye too, and I, I wonder yeah. if that maybe played a part in it besides it being just generally delicious and maybe I mean that's why we started brewing it I mean it's you know 51% rye is not the easiest thing to brew with but yeah it doesn't get really messy equipment wise yeah Yeah. it's tough it's tough that's why there's such long brew (laughs) days that's why Matt wipes his brow as (laughs) he yeah well it's it's funny because we brew that beer all the time I mean it's the most we brew and then we were brewing a beer that everyone's like hey this is going to be tricky it's a lot of flaked oats yeah um no flaked oats in rye no not in rye another beer we brew oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lot yeah. of flaked oats and they're going you're going to have trouble with it and it was so, it was so you're easy like, you don't know what it i'm was, used well, to well that was the thing we treated it like rye and i was like oh such an easy this beer is a cake to brew pop. yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah but we've been we've been really excited about the feedback and we love brewing it because yep. people like to drink it. Right. Oh yeah, we would not brew it if people didn't like it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's we, true. We we so this is kind of where we you know, when we were home brewing and we brewed these these styles together, and we chose the two beers that we wanted to brew first. Fifty One Rye was not the one that is the easiest to brew, but it's one that we enjoyed the most drinking. Yeah. So yeah. that one and the Brown Ale were the two kind of top of our list. These are recipes that we really enjoy. And we were a little selfish and said, those are going to be the two that we start with. Well, it's not selfish because it's like, it's not the easiest brew to, beer to brew it, and everyone likes it. So So as we then scale it, it becomes 10 times more difficult to yeah. brew than it is on, you know, 15 gallons at a time mm-hmm. yeah. um, where you can by hand mix the mash. Sometimes right. our equipment alone sometimes can't move the mash once it starts to uh, congeal. Because it's just so <laughs> thick. That's yeah. crazy. But, but yeah, we would... But they've got it down to a science. <laughs> we got now. it now. Yeah. Um, well, and, and speaking of scale, so 
talk, talk a little bit about Highland Town and finding this building and just knowing that this was going to be the spot for your permanent yeah. brewery. Yeah, you know, so Matt and I looked at, what, like 30 We looked at a buildings. lot of places. Yeah, and we were dead set that we wanted to stay in the, in city. the city. So yeah. we probably could have gone outside the city, found some things that maybe were a little less expensive or, you know, the building was maybe newer that could set up, but it, it really didn't fit, you know, what Matt and I wanted to do. Um, and so uh, I think once we walked into this space, and so this building is, is super old, it's, uh, it went up in 1901. Um, obviously it's not air conditioned, so you have to love it to work in it, but. Uh, <laughs> Another one of those might not be easiest, but yeah. it's right, yeah. Um, but we, when we saw it, it just was perfect. So yep. higher ceilings, open space, gave us room to grow. Um, it had ample off-street parking, which is kind of rare. Yeah. yeah, that's a good um, point. So we, we kind of fell in love with it. It was it was interesting, too, because we've been coming here for a year and a half <laughs> right. before. Yeah, that's right. Um, going to Supix yeah, before so Mark this Supic, parking lot was here. Who makes all your tap handles. Yep. They're beautiful. They're these wooden tap yeah. handles. He's just right next door. He's, he's and he's right a, there. He's the one yeah. actually kind of said, hey, there's this building available next door. Yeah. You should take a look at it. And that's kind of how we found it and then started the process like sort of rediscovered it and yeah yeah sense. i mean we yeah. kind of it's kind of funny because yeah. once he mentioned it we looked at it through a different lens and, yep mm-hmm. you know it's awesome having mark next to us obviously yeah. we made our bar top yeah. and our doors and yeah so. this, it's I mean, pretty this convenient building, yeah it the is. building was you know all bricked up and boarded up for since 83 yeah. the, the windows had been bricked it's, up that's so amazing to me that you would cover all of this oh, like, oh yeah all these windows were it's gone. just like what a what a waste it's for so a, long yeah, yeah. But it's, it's such a good location. Obviously, you're right, you know, right near Canton, right near 95, and near the park. Matt Island lives. Awesome Matt lives on the park. Yeah. So. so I live a half mile from here. Yeah, I, so I do too. So I'm selfishly right. very excited about it too. Um, and obviously, to be in Highland Town, the neighborhood, I know that you met, you know, with a lot of community associations while you were. We did. We met with. Yeah, we met with. Um, Highland Town Association, obviously uh, Patterson Park, mm-hmm. uh, bre- both Brewers and Butchers Hill Associations. You know, right as we started securing or working through the lease, and um, just to kind of share, hey, you know, we're thinking of moving into the neighborhood. You know, really just introduce ourselves, share some beer, obviously, and uh, yeah, get their feedback. And everyone was really super welcoming. And um, you know, after that, it really you know. Matt and I felt like, yeah, this is a good home. This is the one. And the neighborhood is obviously continues to grow. Um, It's really fun. You know, we have, you know, we're only open 11 hours a week uh, to the public, but, you know, we have the same group of people that come in almost every week, which is fun. Um, People ride their bikes over, which we like. Super cool. It's nice, and it's, uh, you know, it's been, you know, all the neighborhoods surrounding us have been very welcoming, and so we've we've been uh, excited to, to be here. I was I was excited to have a, a brewery back in Southeast Baltimore. It's, there was a bunch, right? Yeah, there I mean, was a bunch. I mean, the history here is rife with it. Yeah, what was the old nickname? It, uh, this area was Butchers and Brewers, or Brewers and Butchers. I Brewers, can't yeah, yeah, one one of the border. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's cool to kind of bring that That's back. Right. Yeah. Should we try the coffee beer? Yeah, because Matt didn't want it. Jack, do you mind pouring? Yeah. So Jack is here too, and we should mention him because he's sort of at the face out there 
He um, is the face. Yeah. <laughs> Selling this the beer to all the accounts. And Jack is amazing, so. <laughs> and he's sitting here with all the fans off tolerating me, just like all of us. That's all right. Um, and so this one is the, this is your brown lager with coffee, right? That's right. So we essentially split this batch. Um, half of it, just our straight uh, brown lager. The other half, we pat partnered with... Um, Chad from uh, Charm City, um, Charm City Coffee Roasters, right in the neighborhood, and took some of his cold brew and uh, infused it into uh, the other half. Awesome. So, so this has some coffee. Kind of went out of order. Last cup, obviously, yeah. without first cup has the coffee. Although I kind of um, like a coffee drink like towards the end of a meal, so yeah. I feel like you could do it any, either way. Any old way. Yeah. Oh wow, the coffee is really so a lot strong of, on the nose. Yeah, yeah, a lot of coffee on the nose. Um, you know, if you like coffee beers, you'll like this one. If you don't, you probably won't like it. But no, it's delicious, and it's. I mean, again, you do right. You do have to appreciate coffee because it has that like bitter undertone. But yep. I think it's really good. So you would think like this, th these beers, uh, both first and last cup, like this time of year, a little bit colder, maybe. Yeah, I mean th that's that was kind of the idea. We've you know, everyone has a nice plan on what they're going to brew, when they're going to brew it. Uh, we we kind of had to alter our plan just to kind of you know, catch up on production, kind of get you know get established a bit on on the on the production side. So we kind of had this time between when our winter seasonal, our, our imperial stout comes out, um, and kind of our the called summer you know, offering. So we, yeah. we being Matt and Dave, um, Dave being a, one of our brewers, uh, came up with the idea of a, of a brown lager, um, kind of season appropriate, but something that we would want to drink, um, something that kind of clean, you know, four and a half percent, very drinkable. So that's kind of where the idea came, something between, you know, the summer and and our fall there are uh, so we decided to pour the uh, the coffee one while coffee you were <laughs> while you were out doing work and so um, cool. yeah no it's it's really delicious um, and so talk about the progress here because it's really cool I've seen it I saw it when it was completely bare bones <laughs> and then saw it a little bit as it developed um, I know you guys really wanted an open tap room that was really important um, to have very little boundary between the brewery and the tap room. Um, then we can talk about your new canning line and all that stuff too but so why was that a priority for you guys to have it so open i mean i think from like day one <clears throat> 2012 when we started kind of just throwing out ideas um and writing the plan matt always was really adamant about you know the experience with people would come in and actually trying to you know almost feeling like they're part of of the brewery because this is a brewery first and foremost um we are a production brewery and that's where our focus is right but we wanted to really have like you said no no separation or boundary between you know, people experiencing the beers here and then seeing you know, where they're made um, so that that was really always our vision and something yeah, we were able to execute that was always you know when we'd go to breweries it was always those were my favorite ones where you actually got to be close to the brew house the yeah. brewery yeah fermenters, the bright tanks, the canning line, yeah. 
and I think this is kind of cool because you're 15 feet from right. the, uh, the actual brew house. You can actually see the process happening yeah. and all of that. Pretty much from anywhere in the tap room, you can see every stage that the beer will take. Yeah, and so um, I know some new exciting stuff for you guys is um, you've got your, your canning line in-house now, mm -hmm. and I know a local guy helped you even build that. It seems like you guys are just like, anything you can do to keep it sort of right in Baltimore region is Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've kind of expanded maybe a little quicker than we thought. Um, so, yeah, what's really exciting is we started out doing mobile canning with River City, which were fantastic, um, uh, and actually, you know, helped as we were buying our canning line mm -hmm. with some ideas and thoughts. Um, and they're great for people starting out like us. Uh, but we were just doing volumes to where it was very difficult for us to plan, um, even though they were, River City was very good with, with working with us on the scheduling. Um, so we we went ahead and, and purchased a canning line um, and you know we try to uh, the best we can you know if we can build it or do it ourselves to save money I don't like to say cheap but we are we try to be <laughs> frugal um, we do it so this tap room we built ourselves if you put a square on the wall they're definitely not square um, but they work uh, so we didn't want to spend the money um, from our canning line manufacturer on their deep pal and, and twist rinse. Um, so uh, a friend of ours, uh, his name's Keith, who has Bolt Alloy, um, did a lot of our sanitary welding when we um, built the brew house. Yeah. He uh, had never built it before, but thought he would give it a go. And, yeah. and so, and he's right off of, uh, near North Ave, what's yep. the street he's off of? over near North Ave. So yeah. he's in, he's, he's right sure. here in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, he, he manufactured all that in his shop here and That's it's, so it's really impressive. fantastic. Yeah. And the most important thing, it's it works. It works. <laughs> right. And it worked really well. So first he, try and it works. Yeah. It, it's his first time ever yep. attempting that. And so That's amazing. he's, He's been fantastic for us. Uh, another gentleman that we work a lot with, Steve um, Saunders, has been great as well. So we try to keep it. drains for the floors here. Yeah, we try to keep everything as, as local. And, that, and I'm sure, you know, like I said, most everyone, you know, that's a small business in Baltimore tries, tries to do to the do same. That. Yeah. But that's also true about where you're distributing and where you're selling, right? You guys are really concentrated, um, which is, I'm sure, an intentional approach. You've, you've kept it kind of. Yeah, I mean, geographically. Yeah, our goal at all, obviously, Baltimore is our area of focus, what's most important to us. And we've kind of looked at growth and kind of the slow, like start drawing circles outside of, of the city. Um, as of Friday last week, 88%, uh, between 86 and 88% of, of our total beer sold is in Baltimore City and Baltimore County. So, Jack, do you verify these figures? Yes. yes <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Good. Um, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 86%, 
we clearly sold more uh, than we thought we would, which was a Good. challenge on the production yeah. side. So, Good challenge, but challenge yeah, and then, nonetheless. Yeah. And you know, and before Dave got here, it was Matt. You know, from like six in the morning till six the next morning. So it was it was a big it yeah. was it was tough on everybody, but uh, the team's growing, which we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, we have new fermenters coming in. Yeah. So this will be here. Any day, any day. They're on a boat. They're on a boat. We'll get a call when they're close. Yeah. It's kind of crazy too, because it's like you saw this space when it was completely empty and it looked huge to you, and now you're really you're filling it up and yeah. taking more space. We're filling this up. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to try the the out and back next? Yes. Which I thought was a special German word, and it's just the words out and back. Yes. No. No. It is. I, I put it back on. So what kind of beer is this one, Ken? This, this is a single hop pale ale. pale ale, right. It's 100% uh, citra, uh, matte double dry hopped it, so, you know, a lot of kind of citrus aroma on it. Um, again, it's 5% uh, on this, right? Five, five and a half. And sorry. when did this one get released? About a month ago. A month ago. Yeah. Okay, so this, this is pretty new. Yeah. Yep. Which is also something, you know, with... Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like citra through and yeah. through, yeah. So as we've been able to, you know, really, you know, kind of get mm. get ironed out on the supply side, Matt and, and, and Dave have really been able to do some different things, which was one thing, again, when I mentioned kind of the pros and cons of contracting, yeah. um, you didn't really have the ability, just given the amount that you had to brew, to do some different things. So, you know, Matt... And I had always talked about a bunch of different styles that we would like to do. This was one of them. Yeah, we um, tried to do it as well. We released Battle once through there. We released Wood Stove, but yeah. it's just it's tricky with uh, how scheduling is set up. Yeah, pretty much scheduled out for the year. And every, I mean, every brew we did there was pretty much fifty-one rye. Yeah. Right, and I I can imagine there's just extra steps when you're in somebody else's you know world mm -hmm. and now that you guys are in your own world you can just oh i want to do this we're going to do this and that's got to yeah. be really liberating it is cool it's really exciting it's all i mean we just did three different beers which was really fun we did out and back we did uh, last cup first cup which i kind of consider one beer the, one day the yeah. same beer yeah it's the same base beer yeah and then um yeah with nobo coming out now and right. sobo actually the following week yeah. so four so that's so the cool. out and back and you'll get this with a couple of hours um you know, Matt, you know, kind of playing back to us making the decision to us making the decision to do to move forward with Monument City. Matt and I, you know, love to hike. We love long distance hikes. Right. Um, out and back is kind of this hiking term, you know. Yeah, you're just going out and coming back. Be out for <laughs> it's as simple as it's, that. It's a really complicated it's, it, concept. It, it, it's, it's really simple. It's uh, no, that, that it, makes sense. Some of my favorite hikes are just out and back, where you go out, yeah. turn around, and you're like, all right, going back now. Not like camping for a couple nights or any no, of that stuff. Yeah, you're just you have like a base camp. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. when we get to no Nobo, is kind of like you're you're heading northbound. Got it. You don't know how far you're going. You're just going north. Okay. <laughs> well, I let the out and back. I mean, this is such a great summertime beer i would think it's so citrusy refreshing um it's really really good and yeah, this is like i mean it's it i've obviously never had a beer like this from you guys and it's cool to see you making something a little more citrusy and yeah i yeah, mean summer friendly. this cool. is something we we wanted to do for a long time i'm, I'm really happy that matt and dave um 
made it. I, I'm, I think it's a fantastic beer. Uh, it was draft only this year. Jack, who is just looked at me, indicating he wants it canned. Which, yeah. Um, when we brew it again, we will definitely can it. Well, that's one of the beauties of the canning line now is Having that we right can there. do some yeah. smaller one batch stuff in cans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It gives a lot of flexibility for us when we're doing styles like this. Yeah. Because as of net to date. Um, Novo is really the first one-time beer that we're putting in cans. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are, um, I know you have an event this coming weekend, yep. your can release. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that event and then, you know, just what you have coming down the pike in the next couple months? Jack, do you want to tell us about the event? Come, come. Come on, Jack. You can do it. <laughs> this Saturday, we're releasing Novo, which is our uh, hazy IPA. Um, a couple of, uh, couple of local businesses teaming up with this. We've got... Um, uh, Blue Pit Barbecue out of Hamden coming and uh, doing some roast pig deliciousness. Nice. And then we've got uh, uh, Nickel Tap House coming and doing raw oysters and roasted oysters. So that'll be a lot of fun. Pig and oyster roast along with the beer release. Uh, open 12 to 7. Food from 1 to 6. So we're going to sell like a perfect us. Saturday. Yeah, and like Matt said, this is kind of a one-time brew for us. I mean, not saying we'll never brew this type of beer or maybe this beer again, but right now it's kind of a one-time thing and uh so we're going to do have a very limited amount of it in market um and we're doing a can release here and we'll be open a little later normally we're 12 to 5 i think we're open till 7 on saturday so but then the can will also be out in yeah. bars yep. and stuff too okay most of the product will be out in bars and restaurants That's yeah. the, or in liquor stores excuse and liquor me. stores yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the majority of it we put in in cans though so yep that go out to the world Going out to the world. So Novo is a northbound hike. That's right. Is yeah. that right? Okay. I'm so, learning my hiking terms for you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, my dad and I did a uh, hike from Georgia to Pennsylvania. Okay. And that's kind of your turn when you're heading from Georgia to Maine. It's kind of was that And that was the Appalachian Trail? Yeah, Appalachian Trail. Okay. Did you have, um, don't you have hiker names? Isn't that a thing? Trail, <laughs> trail names. Yeah. yeah, we do. What were your we trail do. names? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are they in a, I don't care. This no, is no. an explicit. I mean, it's marked explicit on iTunes, so go for it. Uh, Matt's is M- super mine is fine. Mine's mine's a simple one. But did you one. give mine's, it to yourself? No, I did not. No, I got Who it. gave it to you? Steve? Some, no, someone. Steve? I got it. I got it. Because you can't give yourself you your own You can't give yourself one, right? the trail you name. You it's can't. Given, but I think our father. Didn't it's our true. father give his. Yeah, he gave himself a couple different ones. But it's our father. He does whatever he, did, he wants. Yeah. Okay. But uh, no, mine's even beard. Even beard? Yeah. I had a long hiker beard, but it was still very even. Uh-huh. Mine is not nearly as fun. No, but I was going to say, is yours better. odd beard? We'll, we'll, we'll ta- we'll ta- we can take the piss out of me for a second. It's, <laughs> so we were doing, I think it was our first family hike, like my father, Matt, and I. Yeah. Um, and we did all of the uh, all of Shenandoah. Oh, wow. And How many miles is that? 110? Yeah, it's a little over. Um, Jesus. And That's near awesome. the end, like, and we were super excited, and we were getting yeah, near we're the end. Close to the car. And I, <laughs> I walked off trail to sit on a rock um, because I was tired. We were waiting for our father. Waiting for him, yeah. which we did a lot that trip. Yeah, by was the pushing way. seventy. So I hope he hears this. That's and, amazing. Uh, he should be fit. Uh, the story's <laughs> great. No, it's, I mean, we'll and I we'll and I smelled something. I'm like, what is that? And I'm looking around, but we didn't notice anything until our father showed up, and he goes, "What smells like shit?" <laughs> and and, and I. Then yeah, there you go. You can take it over, Ken. <laughs> and I had stepped in shit. And not only did I step in shit, but as I was looking for what it was, I had got it on my pants. Oh God! 
And yeah, my dad goes, of your shoe. <laughs> and my dad kind of nonchalantly, like he would never, even when Matt and I waited for him, he would never like stop. He just kept walking. Yeah. And he kind of nonchalantly walked by. He goes, you got shit on your pants. <laughs> 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 and, and so Matt goes, that's your trail name, Poop Pants Prey. So he's Poop Pants Prey. Poop Pants Prey. <laughs> it's a great oh, one. man. Yeah. Now I can understand when I asked about your trail name, why you both just like, did, it, did you determine what animal like shit it was? Oh, well, we, well, we, we, th- we think it was Homo good, sapien. That, that's the oh. greatest. That's what we think it was. I see now. <laughs> <laughs> Homo sapien. Because we think someone um, just... Well, that happens that, on the trail, yes, I would imagine. It does. Yeah. Oh, it, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? It does. <laughs> when you're out there a long time. Yeah, I mean, you gotta go, you gotta go. Wow. Oh, well, funny. that is... I feel like I... Now I really know you guys. Now that I know your trail name. Uh, you know yeah, Ken's trail name. You know my trail name. <laughs> All right, well, let's, you want to pour Novo now that we've talked about. Sure. Um, now that everyone's bit. super uh, excited <laughs> about, <laughs> about hiking. <laughs> um, so, do you, like, what's sort of the future of Monument? Like, what do you have coming up that you're excited about? Do you want to talk about the collaboration on the air? You don't have to if you're not um, well, ready for it. Well, a couple collaborations that are still in the works. Yeah. yeah. Um, that we're excited about. You can always about talk that. about it, and then if you don't want me to put it on, I cut it out. I mean, thing too. We, well, we are excited because we are going to do a collaboration with uh, Brewers Art, who, as you know, is is my... F- Your Other than Monument City, it was my, it's my favorite. They're, they're fantastic people, and they make fantastic beer. Um, Love the color of this. We don't, know, we don't know exactly when, but it'll be sometime this year, um, November or December, so we'll do something with them. Um, and then, you know... I think Waverly also, yep. Matt and Dave are going to go over there and do some collaboration uh, with Greg. Um, so that's kind of on the collaboration side, some things we have going on. Um, you know, for us, I'm really excited to do our Imperial Stout wood stove uh, to 10%, all malt. Uh, you know, we oversized our lotter ton so we could do big beers like this. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited to do that. Uh, we're going to can it, um, which Does I'm that also have, very like, a smoky? No, so so when we named it, it was like one of those things where, um, you know, if you have a wood stove that helps heat your house, which my in-laws do, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things you kind of sit in front of the fire or the wood stove and kind of, you know, drink. Yeah, so So it doesn't taste like the wood stove, it just goes well with the wood stove, got it. But you're not the first that had that. No, I know. No, you probably get it all the time. Um, So the Nobo was poured, and it's got, I mean, you were right about the hazy. It's really opaque, and it's got this really cool golden color. Do you want to talk about just making it and sort of the... Yeah, so this is the one I was kind of referencing earlier about Mm -hmm. how people, the style's traditionally brewed with a a lot of flaked oats. Flaked oats, right. Which has no husk and becomes kind of gooey like rye. Um, beta-glucan levels are a little high in that and they're like it's gonna be a tricky one to brew but it was a really smooth brew um, but yeah a little bit over 30% flaked oats a um, little bit of wheat and two row yeah. and then just we use uh, London ale three yeast for that which kind of gives it that nice fruity characteristic um, and it does this little hop bio transformation so we actually what's a little different is this, we start hopping it immediately in a primary fermentation okay um, where traditionally you kind of wait until right. the yeast is done working and then you hop it, but we actually added it on the first day. So what does that do to the taste in the end, do you think? So supposedly the yeast consumes the hops and then kind of stay in suspension um, and the byproduct kind of get, adds a little 
of that fruity kind of pineapple yeah. characteristic to it. So it's super yeah. aromatic, mm-hmm. but it's also quite juicy. So it's yeah. um, no bittering addition. There's a ton of hops, so none of the hops are added until right before we move it from you know the right before we the boil out. kettle into the fermenter. So right at the end of whirlpool. Yep. Um, but it's it's a nice, super smooth. It's less focused on bitterness and more on kind of pulling out the the, the components of, of the hops, so the the flavor from the hops. So this yeah. is all Citra and Eldorado. Yep, this one's Citra Eldorado, which are really kind of tropical, yeah, fruity, it is really, yeah, the pineapple hops. is it's almost like a pineapple in a glass in a lot of ways, but it's, not but not overly hokey. Like it doesn't it doesn't no. hit you in the face with it, which is no. really nice. No, I was really happy with how it turned out. This is actually the first time we. Uh, this style of beer on the system so it was, awesome. it was fun and exciting and it was yeah. uh, I mean just this style of beer it's a really kind of quick turn so it's really cool to see it I've never dry hopped during primary fermentation so to see that work was and isn't fun. the hazy IPA sort of I mean it seems like people have been into that or been more comfortable with it lately or they have the I most mean, requested style yeah really that we, we get huh yeah so it's one of those where you know we had an opportunity to mm-hmm. to brew a limited or kind of a one-off beer, and um, Matt and Dave designed this and decided to go with it. And it's yep. and pineapple, like even yeah. in the, it lingers too. Yeah, it's really good. So it's you know for us, it's our kind of first venture into the the hazy world. I'm not sure we'll do too many of them, but we're happy with this one. And we do have another one because I wanted to. We have to, two. So yeah. we, we bought so this Sobo, yeast. So Sobo, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Sobo, which will come out the following week, which is a double um, yeah. with Citra and Mosaic. And then we actually put Tangerine in that one as well. Oh, nice. Um, I was just to utilize the yeast because it was we, super yeah, we, So it's expensive yeah. yeast. And yeah. you know, <laughs> yeast. Yeast in general is expensive, but you usually use it a couple generations right. and stretch it out. This is one, one, the attenuation on it's not the greatest, and you usually get about four generations. We felt it was just a waste yeah. to get rid of the yeast. So. We're not say. cheap. We just like to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just like to <laughs> get the bang for our buck. And we, had a, and we had a recipe that we thought would work really well. So the so this is sort of more the pineapple version. That'll be more the tangerine version. Yeah, it's, it's more of an orange tangerine mango okay. version. That sounds great. I like yeah. that blend a lot, too. It's kind of fun. People are going to think that means South Baltimore, probably. You know, yes. We thought about <laughs> A lot of people will. We thought about that, but, but it's, it's just the right. Yes. So Sobo is when you go from Maine to Georgia. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where Which is also came. a little more difficult. And that's why we thought so the double thought would be The double makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that totally... You start in Maine where the, the mountains are ridiculous. Yeah. And hopefully there's not human shit <laughs> as you go down. Well, I mean, I'm sure there is. Just hopefully you don't step in it and then (laughs) proceed to rub it on your leg. And that's your name forever. And then keep talking about it. And I'm not sure I'll ever be able to change that. Uh And I've tried, I think. Oh, you're set. I think I've tried. You're stuck with that. You're set. Um, Well, this this has been so awesome. And to come in here and just see your progress, you know, from seeing it practically empty to now with the new canning line and everything that you guys have going on. is there anything else you guys wanted to add just about Monument City and the future and exciting stuff, or do you feel like you I think we covered it? No, I think it's great. It no, yeah. I mean, just thank you to everyone for the support, and yeah, yeah. obviously, thank you. So, oh, yeah, it's any anytime, and just yeah, so you guys can be found on like what Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's it. Okay, that it? our website, 
website. Yeah, website. we have a website. There you we go. Have a website. Monument City. They're Brewing. great marketers. Yeah. We're no good at this. Um, you can follow Jack. He looks you follow better Jack. than us. Yeah. That's true. But post <laughs> <laughs> primarily about Monument City. So. Yeah, That's okay. true. But most importantly, come come down to the brewery in person. Yeah, um, yeah, come down, check them. it out, and you know, obviously, there's a bunch of fantastic breweries to so just support all your local brewers. You guys are so so nice. This was a long overdue podcast, and I'm really excited we got to do it. So oh, thank thanks. you, thanks, thanks for yeah, having cheers. me. Cheers. Oh, thanks. thanks for having us.